Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to Abstract Color and Shape Land to play the, (laughs) yes, a a common land visited by many gamers and game designers. And we're off there today. Oh, also Cube Land or Block uh, Tile Land. (laughs) Uh, Um in the uh, 2006 game Quirkle, which I always want to call Quirkle, and I don't know if that's because of Farkle or what, but I I swear to God, Possibly, even in my maybe maybe you just like quirks or something. Maybe that's <laughs> <laughs> could could be. Yeah, maybe I'm just very into astrophysics or uh, <laughs> what do they call it? Not astrophysics, uh, quantum uh, physics. Quant- quantum physics. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know why. Even in thinking back, like in my mind, I can visualize this what this box looks like because you can get this game in a lot of different places, um, a lot of uh, bigger stores too, more kind of like Target and things like that. I've seen it, and I always just look in my mind and see that A there, but it is not. That is wrong. It is Quirkle, like a quirk, but spelled differently <laughs> again. Uh, but yes, this is a game for two to four players. It plays in about forty-five minutes, is what Board Game Geek says. Um, I think that's pretty fluctuating. Like this game fluctuates out, but I, I'd say like thirty to forty-five is probably pretty good for the average or pretty on point. Yeah, that's about right. Um, then the game is uh, rated at six plus, so definitely a kids accessible game. I would totally agree with that. This is this is a really fun game that I think adults can get into, but it's nice in the fact that I think kids can act can get into this as well. Uh, the rules are very straightforward. This was designed by Susan McKinley Ross. Uh, as far as I know, this is her. She's designed other games. Um, Hoot Owl Hoot, I believe, is the other one for little kids. We have that one as well, and as you might uh, be surprised to know, uh, but this is by far her oh, most well known and distributed game. Uh, yeah, Hoot Owl Hoot. It's basically like a kind of a Candyland structure in a way, but done well. <laughs> it's yeah, totally not Candyland. As well. yeah, yeah, it's cooperative, and um, uh, yes, you're trying to get baby owls back to their nest because they fell out of the tree. And, um, yeah, it's very, very, very little kid-oriented. But it's a game we played several times when I was really little and one that I didn't want to tear my hair out. (laughs) That was a little kid game. (laughs) So, bonus points for that. Uh, All right, let's see. Artist is not listed here, and probably because this is just compiled of a lot of just abstract shapes, like very abstract shapes. I bet Susan McKinley Ross just probably drew these herself and and, uh, called it a day. Uh, but this is published by Mindware and others, but Mindware, I think, is the most uh, common one you're going to come across. And, uh, yeah, uh, pretty light game. It's uh, I think you described it to me before we started playing as, like, Scrabble-like is the closest comparison, and I would totally agree with that. You're matching a lot of shapes or colors in several different ways, and um, domino-like in the fact that you are building a growing uh, connection system on the table, and it can grow in any different direction as players play tiles. Or, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, tiles. There we go. I, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I don't take it back. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Don't you apologize. <laughs> I refuse to apologize. Uh, but, yeah, let's. Uh, that's enough uh, jibber-jabber about that. Let's get into the actual rules, and then we can talk about what we thought of it. All right. So in this game, uh, it's got 108 tiles. Those 108 tiles are consisting mainly of... They're mostly black tiles, but on one side of them they have some sort of colored shape, uh, as kind of alluded to. Uh, The different types of colors are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. Good old Roy G. Biv without the indigo. I don't know why that's ever included. Uh, (laughs) And the shapes are a cloverleaf, a 
eight-pointed star, a square, a diamond, a circle, and an Xbox symbol, uh, as most people call it. Uh, that old, good old Xbox symbol, the original Xbox symbol from the original game, which is basically kind of an X, but it's got pointy ends. Uh, those are all the symbols. And there is one of every single shape and color combination, and every single type exists in the lot three times. So 36 times three makes that 108 different tiles. Uh, they get put in a bag. Uh, they are kind of jumbled around and each player grabs six tiles that they keep secret. They kind of like put them standing up so that only you can see them. They're, they're your tiles. Uh, and starting with the first player, the first player being whoever can make the longest line uh, of contiguous things uh, will start uh, when you when you play things in this game you can play things in any one line that you want this is again very scrabble like uh, much like in scrabble you can only go along one line you can jump across words uh, you can go and up a vertically or horizontally as you wish uh, you can build off a lower part of the word type of a thing where that's that weird thing where you use two of the letters to build off of two of the letters on another word type of a thing if you know scrabble you know exactly how the, what i'm talking about here if you don't it's not that hard to know it's a lot easier to see visually but basically as long as all the pieces you are adding are all in one line you're good to go if it kind of makes a, a bend as you're putting your pieces down you are not allowed to do that uh but anytime you put things in a line uh it has to follow basically two rules which is all of the things need to be either of the same color or of the same shape uh, and nothing can be repeated of the thing that it isn't so if it's all the same color you cannot repeat a shape or if it's all the same shape, you cannot repeat a color. So if it's, uh, say, a purple square and a purple diamond in the line, uh, you could not add another purple square because there's already a purple square. You could add anything that's purple just as long as it's not another square or a, a diamond. You're good to go. Or if it was all diamonds and it was, say, an orange and a yellow, you couldn't add another orange or yellow, but you can add any other color you want as long as it's a diamond. So that's basically how it works. Uh, if, if you understand how this works, then you can kind of logically see that the longest any line could ever be uh, would be six, uh, which in this game they call that a quirkle. If you can get all six of the colors or all six of the shapes, depending on which way it's going, uh, then you can score a quirkle. Uh, when you play things out into the field, you will basically score for every new line that you have made or added to uh, you will score one point per tile so if you think about in scrabble terms uh, pretend every tile is just worth one point and then you score each row and each column that you were adding to but you don't count it if it's only one uh, so for example uh, if say for example you placed one tile in a corner uh, of pieces such that it made uh, a new line of two and a new line of two so a horizontal line of two and a vertical line of two by placing that one piece if you can visualize that in your head that would score you four points two points for the one of two and another two points for the other of two uh, so that's basically how it works just like scrabble but if you make a complete line of six you get a bonus six points so not only do you get the six points for the full line of six that you made but you also get a bonus six meaning if you made just a single quirkle that would be worth six points plus six points so it'll be worth 12 points for just a 
plain old corkle, uh, although you'd get additional points if it also made some other vertical line somewhere else. Uh, so that that's basically how it's going to work. And after you place your tiles, you will replace your tiles from the bag. So if you played three, you will draw three uh, and add them to your tableau of things that you can work with. Uh, you do have the option, similar to in Scrabble, where if you don't like the tiles that you have, you may always decide, you know what? I'm going to dump these for your entire turn. You can just grab six new tiles and put your old ones back into the bag. And that's if you don't like it. Uh, in this game, uh, eventually that bag is going to empty, uh, which means that as soon as that bag empties, you just draw what you can. Uh, so if you had to draw three and there were only two in the bag, you draw those two and now you're one short. And you will continue playing until all the tiles are gone. Uh, the first person to get rid of all their tiles gets a bonus six points. Uh, they don't have to make a corkle to do that. It's just, just as long as you play your last tile, you get a bonus six points on top of whatever you already scored. Uh, and people keep playing until all of their tiles are gone. And whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Uh, I don't believe I missed anything there. Yeah, I think you got it. That sounds that about it. right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty straightforward rules. Like, if you've played any of the traditional board games like Scrabble or Dominoes, um, you're going to get this right away. The trick, though, is, like, it, when you when you hear the description, it seems like it's going to be kind of like, oh, I've done this before. And there's a familiarity to it. But I got to say, Quirkle definitely feels unique to me, um, despite all the familiarity. And uh, it, it is really interesting. It's a great design. Um, create some interesting moments and problems to solve because there's, as you're playing, you're going to have opportunities to put things in certain places, but you're always suspicious of your opponents that they have that one <laughs> tile that's going to complete this quirkle that's magically going to be, they always have the one tile. And, uh, and you're going to be holding on to tiles too, knowing that, oh, I, if, okay, I see that what's going on there. I have one for it. But if I can hold on long enough and they do it, then I'm going to be able to do it. Or if I get the fourth one and the fifth or the fifth one and the sixth one. So it's a fun um, balance of uh, trying to score as many points as you can each turn. But also you're going to have a couple tiles at least um, in your row of six that you're, you're probably holding on to for a rainy day. <laughs> um and uh, so, yeah, it's it's a little different in that, like, Scrabble, obviously, you're holding on to letters just because you can't get them out. Because <laughs> you have that stupid Q, X, right. and V. And, and you're like, gah! But, uh, you're waiting for the right moment to put them on a triple word score in that game. So. Right, exactly. The perfect moment to do QI or whatever weird double letter <laughs> words that are 5,000 points <laughs> in Scrabble yeah. for some reason. Um, but this one, of course, it's different. You're, you're just waiting. You're waiting for your moment, and and then as the game progresses, um, I was interested to see how many options are still available at the end because it, it it feels like it, intrinsically like you you just run out of spaces eventually for a spot uh, or for putting a, a tile. But I don't think there was always even at the end, the last few turns, there was always at least one spot. Uh, maybe not for a lot of points, but one spot to put a tile so you never really got stymied where I can't play these. The only reason I would think you'd want to wipe your board and get all new is if you are just, I don't know, I, I guess it, it'd have to be really bad. Like you just, your options for scoring on a play are so low, it's just not even, like you just get frustrated and want to wipe it. I never really felt like um, I really wanted to get all new tiles, but I, I feel like you had a couple turns where you're feeling less, more stymied and... Did you ever consider just getting a whole new set of tiles? Uh, 
During our play that we did, um, I don't think I ever truly considered it, but there were a few times where I didn't like my tiles, but I didn't think I didn't like them enough to get rid of them. Right. Um, there have I have done it before in previous games, uh, and it's usually for either one of two reasons. Either I literally had a bunch of really bad moves, and I felt like it was going to continue that way. Uh, like, yeah, it's mainly like I didn't have anything that I in my hand that I thought I might score a Quirkle on later if something showed up. Or, like, anything I'd play would be one tile because I just couldn't put two of my tiles anywhere. Meaning, if I'm only putting one tile out, I'm only getting one tile back in, which is not great if I already don't like my tiles. Uh, and if I can't combine them in any way, that's that's not really good. So right. that's one reason. The other reason, which is a, definitely a much more strategic reason, is... Uh, if I don't have anything that can score a Quirkle, and I know there's not a lot of tiles left, and I know there's a lot of quirkleable moments, and if my opponent isn't scoring on those quirkleable moments, mm-hmm. really verbing this word, uh, then <laughs> I know that there's got to be a lot of things in that bag. The chances of me picking all new six tiles, of getting at least one of those quirkles, mm. is good. And I have done that once or point. twice where I'm like, you know what? I think I can probably grab a Quirkle out of there if I just wipe what I got right now because I'm not going to score anything that great right now, and I think I might have a chance to either get back in the game or take a larger lead than I have type of a situation. And I've done that once or twice, and I think that is probably a better reason than, oh, I really don't like my tiles. Although, if you're playing in a bit more casual game where you're not really worried about the points and are just kind of having casual fun, it might not be a bad choice as well. So that, yeah. I think those are the two main reasons why you might do it. No, that's a good point. That's actually a pretty solid strategy option there is to um, just get – basically because then you are aware of like 12 tiles and you know what you put back. So you know it's kind of in the mix and they definitely don't have. Um, yeah, that's an interesting, interesting way, to, way to approach it. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Quirkle, Quirkle's got some uh, unique little little gameplay elements. I I have been kind of scanning the um, board game geek photos of people's playboards, and it's interesting how some people approach it. Like our game was pretty multicolored throughout. We did have stretches of solid colors, but I'd say we the had most one part... area that was all clover leaves. You re- re- right. realize that, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then and then, but we seem to be matching like shapes. More often, we had a lot of color mixes, whereas I was looking at this board a second ago, and it has just, like, clumps of colors. Like, they got um, just clumps of orange and clumps of red and clumps of yellow and clumps of green, and then intermingling uh, colors in the middle of the board. But it's really interesting how the the colors just sort of, like, these huge sections where they use almost all the reds. And there's only, like, a few reds in the rest of the game. And, yeah, there's only, like, three reds spaced elsewhere. Uh, all the red, other reds are just in a huge clump. And there was a cool effect of like kind of circle scoring. Like if you can finish a cube shape um, or a four tile shape, have the fourth tile, well, that's not bad for points. That's four points right there. Um, and so if you can kind of continue that, uh, I don't know, circular pattern or kind of cir- circle tiles around themselves of the same color, it's not a bad strategy. So lot, lots of different ways to play this game and engage with the game in its strategy options. I really liked it. I like Quirkle a lot. This is a really fun, simple, straightforward strategy game that has um, a lot of replayability. It's 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 just fun. I mean, it, it feels like there's always something to do. 
There are high and low moments where you can hold that piece and eventually that Quirkle does manifest itself or your opponent has no choice but to play there because they don't have any other options. Or they just don't see it, and that happens a lot too. Yeah, and that happened a few times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> suddenly you're like, ha ha, and you get, and it feels really good to score those twelve points. And the other thing about the Quirkles, they they obviously are a huge jump forward in points, but even without Quirkles, you can score pretty highly. Uh, like I th- I think I scored higher scores than twelve in a go. Um, but uh, so anyway, that, that that twelve points feels like it's it's a reasonable reward for, for successfully getting a quirkle, but not so far ahead that it's not uh, insurmountable for your opponents to catch up. Like uh, even if they yeah. get a quirkle, or if they just get a couple good scores, they're going to be back with you, or at least close near you. I don't think we were ever like hugely far apart, and our game mm-hmm. ended very close. Yeah, we were never that far apart. In the early game, I think I had two additional Quirkles compared to yeah. you. And you were still staying pretty close just because with the ones where you weren't scoring Quirkles, you were scoring like seven, six points. And my ones where I wasn't scoring Quirkles usually were like four or five. And over a course of a number of turns, that really added up. So you were never that far away. And then eventually you started catching up on those Quirkles. And then you were ahead of me by two or three Quirkles. And yet we still kind of stayed close because you know you can still make – you can still make big moves without doing a Quirkle. There were definitely moves where we'd score nine, maybe ten points, and, and there wasn't a Quirkle. It was just we got a lot of rows and columns going on the same thing. Uh, and so we were able to kind of get stay close. I think at the end of the game, uh, it was the extra bonus six points that, that gave you the win. Had I been able to score the bonus six, I would have won that game. And I wasn't scoring that many Quirkles at the end of the game, but you had scored a number. So it was it was very close the whole way through. Yeah, I think that's it's just it's a it's a surprising balance. Like I, I'd be curious to play a bunch of these games to see if there's ever a runaway leader that feels like it's insurmountable. Well, you've played this more than I have. Have you ever experienced that where there's like someone who kind of gets too far ahead? I I have had a few games where that happens. If if there is a game where like the other person just can't get a quirkle, and I've had some a few games where it's just like. You know what? I'm just scoring Quirkle on top of Quirkle here, and you are just not getting the right piece. It can happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever had it happen to me, but I, I can definitely remember one game where it was like I was – I had like 12 Quirkles to their like <laughs> oh two, God. and it was just absurd. And my wife was not happy with that game, but she still – she it, she wasn't so disappointed that she never wanted to play the game again. She still really enjoys the game. She loves this game. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, that I think it was just one if, – if that doesn't happen to you your first time out, I think you're going to be fine. If it happens to your first time out, I think some people are going to be like, I never want to play that again. Right. But, you know, if you, if you have the normal game, which is more than likely, uh, people are, are going to really enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah, that's um... – I really liked it. I, I think this is one I'm going to pick up. I think my family would really like this. This is a great um, travel game. They do make a couple versions of this. You have the travel version. The original version is lo- quite large uh, black-painted wooden tiles with the um, shapes on the front of them. I was trying to get a sense of the size because we played the virtual version. Uh, but you said it was like around two inches, and that looks about right. I mean, compared like two by two. Yeah. 
They're pretty big. One and a half to maybe two inches. I have played the original version. Yeah. Uh, I, I, sh- I We brought this out to a, a friend's cabin, uh, and they loved it so much that they went and bought a copy themselves, but they bought the, the original version. And so they are quite... Uh, meaty, and if you're looking for something that is nice and meaty that you can has a little bit of heft to it, yeah, it's it's quite nice. But if you're looking for something to travel with, uh, then definitely get the travel version. Uh, it comes in a lovely little bag uh, and uh, is quite totable. Yeah, I think the it looks like the original has its own little sack that it comes with, but still, it's just a big. It does. <laughs> it's just big. Um, it's just a big bag. Yeah. How big is the how big are the tiles for the travel version, would you say? The travel version, they're about three quarters of an inch. Oh, okay. Uh yeah. So still not not like too tiny by any means. Definitely a nice size. Um I think just as small as it could be before it's like hard to manipulate or they you know, they move around too much and you keep messing up the the alignments of things, so Yeah. Do you have the right size? Are they hefty enough to like when you do you bump them much um, when you're playing or placing? Do you find? I don't think I've ever had a time where they've been bumped to the point where they they I don't wouldn't say they have heft, uh, but they're not really going to go anywhere. We've played it outside a number of times. The wind's not going to blow these things around, so they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if someone bumped into your table and maybe your hand was on it, it probably would screw things up. But uh, they kind of they kind of stay where they are, where they need to be. We should do another series. It's just games you can play in the wind. Because <laughs> 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 I'm always bringing out games and we'll be like, oh, let's play outside. Or like, we are outside and we're like, let's spread a game out. And then we start and then just a wind gust comes up and it's like, Foof! and it's like, oh, okay, well, never you mind. I guess we're going to guess we're going <laughs> to take that away. Um, yeah, I'm looking at a picture and it shows that the tiles in comparison, it seems like the travel size tiles are a quarter the size of the, uh, base game tiles is what it looks like, at least in this picture. So, wow, that is a quite a difference, but, um, but yeah, there's also a couple different versions of this game. I know nothing about, about them. Maybe you do the cube game version and then, um, the card game, which I think is this about exactly the same, but there's a cube version of this game, which I I do own the cube version. Oh, you do, <laughs> so you can speak to I it. I do. <laughs> we were at a local game store, and we're like, ah, you know, we haven't. I, I like to support my local game stores, and so while we were there, we're like, we should buy something. My wife happened to see this, uh, the Quirkle cubes. She's like, ooh, that seems interesting, uh, and we got that. Uh, it's it's basically very similar, although it adds a little bit of if you if if you don't like being stuck with the same pieces every time, it gives you a bit more options. Uh, it, instead of being tiles, they are cubes. Uh, I believe I could get it out, but I don't really want to turn around right now. Uh, <laughs> each cube has uh, all the same color and every shape on every side. So if you have in in a, uh, a cube that has orange on it, all all the sides are orange, and every single type of shape is on it. So one side is the circle, one side is the diamond, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Uh, when you draw them, you will roll them, and whatever shapes you happen to have, those are the shapes that you have for that turn if you want to. Uh, and whenever, and you do the same thing, you build, you build out, uh, and when it comes back to your turn, uh, and you grab... Uh, new things you can re-roll 
anything you want, but you can also keep what you have as well. So if you've got like this purple circle that you're dying to use at some point in time, you can keep that and just re-roll everything else. Hmm. Uh, so whatever you have, you can keep or you can – so every turn you can kind of be like, all right, it's, it's like giving stuff up. To get new stuff, but if you're like, oh, you know, I just, I just need that orange clover leaf, and I've got like two orange dice here, yeah, let's roll them, because Papa needs a new brand, pair of shoes, and it, <laughs> it gives you a little bit more of a, you know, all right. We, and the thing is, the other aspect is, your hands are open now, right? Because before you can hide what you have. These are cubes. Everyone can see what's on top of a cube. You you don't have a screen to hide these behind. So both of you know exactly what's going on. You can't hide and be like, oh, I've got this purple circle. He'll never know that I have it. Or maybe he'll suspect, but who I wonder if I could No, you both know. And so there is this this instant tension of, all right, you've got an orange cube, I've got two orange cubes, and we both know one of us has got to get that orange square. And you're just like, on my turn, I'm rolling. Didn't get it. On his turn, he's rolling. <laughs> Didn't get it. And you're just like, who's going to get it first? This is driving me nuts. It, it, it's a, it definitely plays way differently. Mm-hmm. It has the same structure, but those two, that, that little change of being able to change out what you have and having people openly know what you have uh, really definitely changed the game enough that you would want to consider maybe having both editions. I have it. I'm glad I have both editions. Hmm. Um, the the cubes are actually, if you took the travel tiles from Quirkle and made them an actual cube rather than a rectangular, uh, a square prism that is flat, uh, it would be about the same size. So they're just basically the travel versions, but taller. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I really like it. I it definitely gives it a little bit of a twist. Yeah, I um, and can gives see you that. a chance to kind of get out of ruts if you don't like that. God, I'm stuck with these stupid pieces again. <laughs> no, it's no. You you can change whatever you want, but you have to hope upon hope that you roll what you need. So it it changes the luck of drawing into luck of drawing and luck of rolling yeah. as well. So it just adds more luck to that factor. But it's it's a, a fun luck because it's just like, all right, when's he gonna get it? I hope he doesn't get it. Let's hope he doesn't get it. He got it. Oh no, this is bad. <laughs> That's funny. So do the same rules apply then where you can only ever place the same uh, shape in a row or color uh yep rows have to be the same okay so so all the same placement rules all the same scoring rules yeah i like that i like that a lot actually i'm wondering if i should i will pick that one up first Hmm, interesting yeah no that's cool i could see that changing the be how they play they feel different feel differently i really do like the tile laying but having the ability to roll is very enticing. Although I could see you could you could just go down the rabbit hole of well, I'm obviously gonna I'm gonna roll to get better things, and then just <laughs> styming yourself and your own rolls. But then it's your fault. So, <laughs> but uh, I think I've said styming like five times in this podcast, but I will continue to do so. I'll work it into the catchphrase somehow. All right, everybody, let's get into <laughs> what it's like to take this game out and about. So, uh, oh, there's also a rummy. Uh, Quirkle too, not just the card version, but uh, Quirkle Rummy. If should you want to play, I've Quir- not played that. I know nothing about that. One. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming it's very much like Rummy, just with Quir- Quirkle uh, deck of cards instead of the traditional set of cards. So I, I don't know. That's all I know. That's what I juxt- That's my uh, hypothesis. But uh, anyway, let's talk about the game we're actually reviewing. All right, so Quirkle, either the travel version or the original version. The only difference really is going to be the amount of table space consumed by the game that you're playing. 
Um, but uh, Quirkle itself is going to just be a bag of tiles somewhere. Or you could use the box, I guess, if you didn't uh, have the bag accessible. Um, or you could just turn the tiles upside down and shuffle them on the table. That's probably the most uh, annoying option. <laughs> but you're going to have some sort of draw container for drawing out new tiles uh, when you need them. Then in front of you, you're always going to have six tiles at the end of your turn. Or I don't know. I don't know if the rules specify draw at the end or beginning. But six tiles in front of you is what you're going to be choosing from. And then in the middle of the table, you're going to have a growing tableau of Quirkle uh, uh, connections. And uh, this is where the the table hogginess of this comes from. <laughs> um, this probably wouldn't pass a pizza test just because the this is going to grow in unexpected ways through each gameplay. Not each, each gameplay is going to be slightly different. And uh, the shape of this thing is going to be slightly different. It usually grows in that sort of like... Um, it always reminds me of uh, uh, Cable from X-Men... <laughs> <laughs> the techno virus that he's connected with it sort of like creeps down his arms of like different shoots of like uh, pixelated shapes. That's a very abstract reference, but anyway, it's it is of, very abstract. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it just looks like kind of like a growing creature to me, like a, a, a pixelated sort of octopus spreading out over the table. All right, fine, I got that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, uh, so anyway, this is gonna this is gonna take up some space. The nice thing about it, though, is it's a game that you can kind of play uh, to the side of you. So if you did have like a group, uh, four of you or two or three of you um, that were playing the game, you could conceivably sort of, uh, if you're on a long table, have like your your food set up and you guys set up on one side. And then you're kind of just um, pl- uh, the game itself is sort of progressing next to the, 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 the pizza. Or you could always just grab a slice and go sit at your place and... <laughs> And play that way, which would be easier. Uh, all that to say that this is going to have a big presence in the middle of the table that's going to be growing um, out and around. It's very easy virtually to select all the tiles and shift them away from the edge of the table as necessary. But if you're playing this in real life, then you're probably going to want to start this in the middle of the table so it can have a lot of space to grow in whatever direction it starts growing. So you don't have to try to slide the whole thing over in, at, <laughs> towards the end of the game when there's just so many things there and really is not going to be very easy to do. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I've done it. Yeah, I'm even sure, then, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> uh, it. I usually, at least once during the game, we had to slide it right. every time we've played, just because it's like it unexpectedly. It's like always going to the left. Right. And it's just like all right, and <laughs> you're saying, you usually can kind of tell early on, like all right, we're gonna have to shift this over. Let's do it now before it gets unwieldy. Uh, yeah, you're just growing. You're on a long galley table, and you start growing into the space of the family next to you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're taking over your eating area. You're going to have to swap seats with us. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I assume this is one of those where you just have to do it. But hopefully it's earlier game rather than late game. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, though, you're going to have uh, quite a lot of table space to place plates or drinks around this game as it grows. You can even probably place a drink right in the middle as there's going to be a lot of gaps um, around this board or on this uh, this growing uh, tableau that's developing. So the nice thing about it is, although the center area is going to have a lot going on, um, it grows in a way that creates a lot of gaps in space for uh, plates to be set or drinks to be set 
or uh, whatever you want to be set there, phones, what have you. So that is really nice. And as a taking out game, this scores high marks just for its durability. And also, uh, as mentioned before, the ability to play it with inclement weather, <laughs> potentially, <laughs> is really high. Like, there's very few games that you can play outside that um, aren't in some way affected by the wind. Like, we love to play a lot of Roland Wrights and uh, specifically... Um, uh, oh, my God. I, I'm just blanking on the name. Um, why can't I think of it? It's the one with the four colors, and you roll the dice, and you choose one, and they go – two of them go ascending order, and two of them go descending order. Oh, why can't I think of the name? Quart, uh, uh, quicks. Quicks, yeah. Oh, my God. See, it took you a second, too. <laughs> also starting with a QW. Right, maybe that's what it was. Too similar. I was saying Quirkle, and that's where my brain... Uh, we only know one QW word that, at a time. We're only going to one. <laughs> but uh, Quix, and Quix is great. Doesn't is pretty weather or wind resistant, but those... those um, uh, your individual, individual sheet is definitely uh, at the whims of uh, weather. And so having a board like this, or a game like this, is is actually really nice. It's It's just one that's... Um, playable and even in uh, not the most ideal conditions. So I really think this is going to get a lot of playthrough, at least with my family, um, for what we do. And we go out, we, we, well, it's harder to right now, but we like to go out a lot and we also get out in nature a lot and we'll play um, at like a picnic table or uh, out at a cabin or something like that on a deck. And this seems like a perfect game for that. So uh, high marks, high marks for taking out uh, vibe. Yeah. Vibe, I think, also gets some high marks here. It, there, we. Uh, my experience is only with the two-player game. Uh, what's your experience with playing with multiple counts of players, or have you played up uh, threes and four counts? I've I've played with three and four counts. It it works it works quite well. Um, it's definitely a different experience. The two-player game, you usually it's like if I don't have it, they have a type of a situation. Right. Uh, with a three or four-player game. Uh, you usually have less times where you're going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to dump these six because I'm probably going to get the one I need. You're more worried about, well, I'm only going to have two people in between my turn right. that might have already scored that quirkle in between. So, gosh, I don't, I don't know what I should do. Like that, it, it just changes a little bit of the strategy, but still plays quite well. Um, yeah, three or four. I, I like all, all, all player counts. Nice, and I will say two players plays great as well. This is a great two player game. Um, it's a it it's very uh, t- some tension to it. There's some high, a lot of highs and lows. There's um, a lot of like uh, table talk, suspicion. It's like I know you have this, but I have to make this move. Oh, they don't have it. Oh, now it's a race to see who gets it first. And uh, so the really great great table talk vibe and oh, table vibe in general, where it allows for a lot of communication. And there are times, especially later game when you're trying to make the best move, but there's never really a time when your analysis paralysis is so much where people are like, all right, come on, buddy, make a move. It's, it's more like, uh, fair enough, you know, <laughs> take your time, no worries. I'm going to be taking my time because I'm also thinking about my next move, and it's not going to be super affected by what you do, but uh, probably to a small degree, but you're, you're definitely going to be thinking about your own stuff uh, as well or taking that time to plan your own stuff, so... Really, really good balance of flow, vibe, and um, interaction. So, really good job, Susan. Or was it Susan? Is that her name? Yes. No. Yes. Susan. (laughs) Susan McKinley-Ross. Susan. Good job, Susan. For a second, I'm like, who's Susan? I'm like, oh, you meant the designer of the game. (laughs) Yes. 
Well designed. Susan. I'm like, is this a meme that I don't know about? <laughs> Good like job, Karen Susan. or whatever the heck that be. is. Sounds like a meme. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So who uh, would and would not like this game? I feel like th- uh, I don't know. I I can't imagine anyone really like being turned off hardcore about this game the only thing i could think of is what you mentioned before is if someone plays this the first time and it's just one of those plays where the the tile draws just aren't going their way or they're not seeing uh they're missing some opportunities that they had in the board to place tiles and just feel like they can never get uh some momentum going or their foothold to a degree i I could understand that that that's a bit of a turnoff but that's pretty minor in a game that you're probably going to you know, get a few plays in and, and that's not going to consistently happen, I couldn't imagine. Um, so other than that, though, I feel like this is another broadly applicable game or broadly um, interesting game to gamers of any stripe. The fact that it's accessible in the rules to younger kids I think is really nice for families who play together. Yeah. But also, I just when we were playing, I just really liked it. I think it's a great game for adult gamers, and it's it's an abstract game that still requires some planning and strategy that any gamer is going to appreciate. So, uh, high marks for me. I think that's I think that means it's uh, it's going to be you're going to be hard pressed to find someone who's just like I hate Quirkle. I can't imagine anyone's really <laughs> out there. Uh, the only thing I can yeah. think of is I guess if you just don't like these abstract pattern connection games. And something really <laughs> turns you off about them, then that's the only thing I can think of, really. Uh, yeah, I think. Can you think of anything I, else? As it's a, it's a, as in a way, it's a stepping stone to Scrabble. If you if you like playing games with your kids and you really like Scrabble and kind of want to get them on the track of like understanding. All right, here's the row, the columns. This is how things kind of score. This is a great way of doing it where you don't have to like dumb down your word choices or things like that, because you don't need to understand how to spell words or what words exist and all those stupid two letter words that are out there. It plays just like Scrabble, but you don't need to worry about words. So it's kind of a stepping stone. If you're like kind of want to get your kids getting towards the understanding of how things kind of fit in in together and not having to worry about the, the the letters of it that can be a separate thing for later as they kind of build their vocabulary type of thing i i like this um the negative that i can think of is if you are colorblind mm. uh i have had a few people uh the person that uh purchased this game their boyfriend uh actually is colorblind and they were having a few issues with some of the colors uh that can be an issue uh i believe their solution was to on the colors that were difficult to read they just uh got like some nail polish out and just put little dots in the center so they know okay the one with a dot is the green color or whatever right. and so it made it simpler although uh i think they didn't let it dry long enough so there was a lot of smudges <laughs> going on in their copy try not to do that yeah yeah that's a good point the the blue and the purple are pretty similar in shade i could see those even in like darker light being um harder to yeah. pick out and uh, my uh, good friend of mine who I play a lot of games with, he's, he's colorblind as well. I bet those would give him some trouble. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like you said, just putting a little dot in the middle of that, those tiles of the same color or some little marker would, would be able to offset it. It's too bad because I, I feel like they could have chose, chosen colors that were more colorblind friendly. Um, but that 
you don't really see that. You you only really start seeing that recently in like the last ten years. I think this came out in two thousand six, yeah. so it probably just you know was before the they were taking that consideration more than they do now. Um. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So really high marks for taking out vibe, um, player interaction, uh, broadly applicable or broadly, uh, I think, uh, accessible for all sorts of gamer types. So. Yeah, really, really good game. Really solid con- or, um, contributor to the abstract uh, tile games that are out there, or just abstract games in general. This is a this is a cool one. Uh, you can find this game all over the place. Uh, of course, Amazon. You can see it, Target has it. Um, I've seen I've seen it a lot at my local game store. So definitely try to get it there if you can and support those guys. But uh, Quirkle is still pretty popular and and pretty widely available. All right. Would your mom like it? I don't know. Like, I feel like your mom would enjoy this, but I also feel I don't. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I feel like um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you. She might like the the Quirkle cubes better than the base game, but I could see her really liking it, or I could see her tolerating it and not being super into it i am at a loss for this one honestly this one i'm not sure what do you think uh i'm gonna be honest i've been in the same position like if you would have asked me yesterday i would have said um i'm kind of maybe no then earlier today i'm like you know i think no there's a lot of moments where it's just like god i just need this piece if i could just get this piece i've got it oh i can't believe you did that you blocked my thing no like those are the exact types of moments my mom is looking for so now that i kind of lean maybe yes right and then after i started talking about quirkle cubes i'm like no she definitely would like that one a lot better because everything's open and so you can just be like oh you you don't you dare type of it. You so it. I'm going to put this one at a, I'm going to put this one as a maybe mainly because I think she would way more enjoy Quirkle cubes uh, just because all that open information, there's a lot more you can, you can, you don't have to be as candid about stuff because with Quirkle, you definitely can't, like, there were definitely moments where I'm like, Oh, I can't believe you did that. Like I, I even said it one time, I'm like you had that piece and I had that piece and you scored it. And I'm like, God, I shouldn't have told him I had that piece because there's another Quirkle that could be made off of that piece. Uh, Whereas with Quirkle Cubes, you you don't have to hide anything. Everybody knows everything, so you don't have to, like, keep certain information to yourself. You can just blurt it out and be like, oh, no, how dare you? I had – I was going to do that. And I think she would love that way more. So it's a maybe because she would like it, but only – it's not a maybe yes just because I know she'd like Quirkle Cubes more. Yeah. Yeah, I could see her totally like – like I, I totally see her liking – preferring Cubes just for the dice or that – a little more agency of what happens on your turn. A little bit more the risk is on you a bit, and so you can take the risk or not. So there's a bit of a gambling feel there. Um, I'm I'm warming up to Quirkle Cubes a little bit more. I think I am going to kind of do that one first. <laughs> <laughs> See if my family takes to it. Uh, I was just looking on the availability of some of these games, and uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're still pretty available. I did find they did... They did market the IP of Star Wars, of course, way back in 2009 <laughs> or something. Oh, no, it must have been later than that because this is the Force Awakens Star Wars. Uh, available on eBay for $106 should you choose to Sheesh. need to play with Star Wars. And it, all it is is the tiles with just 
the the characters' faces painted on them with different colored backgrounds. So you can honestly just make your own version of this, to be honest. And uh, hey, market it for one hundred and five dollars and hope Lucas or uh, not, well Disney now doesn't sue you. But uh, yeah, I <laughs> I uh, I would actually feel like this is a game though. Like I would actually like to play. Uh, Quirkle cubes with your mom. <laughs> I feel like your your mom and dad would be fun to play I this. I want to too. <laughs> I think they'd really get into it. All right, everybody. Let's see. Did we cover everything? I feel like we hit I it. Think we did. We got it. We got taken out. Got your mom review, and um, yeah, I think that's it. And I can't remember what I was going to try to include in the catchphrase. Oh, uh, stymied. <laughs> well, speaking stymied. of. I have been stymied again this week by not coming up with a catchphrase. But in my defense, uh, and I've been—I feel like I've been whining about this the last few episodes. But my stupid hand is still very achy. I'm in a phase right now, so I'm doing all this research. This is totally unrelated to games. But uh, apparently, when your body is injured, it goes into a downtime where it just sort of is like, "What the heck was that?" And it doesn't do anything, and then it starts repairing itself. And the repairing itself is very painful because it's your nerves kind of regrowing and they don't really care how you feel when they do it. So it's very uncomfortable. And, uh, we record in the evenings and it's usually in the evenings where I'm just like, Oh my God, my hand really hurts. So that's my excuse. That's my excuse today. A lot of whining is that your hand, your hand still has you stymied. That's right. My stymied hand stymied me again. (laughs) Stymie, I feel like, is a Harry Potter character or something. Stymie, the elf. (laughs) It's like Stymie, the troll. I don't think anyone likes Stymie. (laughs) Yeah, he feels like he's a a villain or a villain that's kind of good sometimes guy every once in a while. Stymie's pretty whimsical. I think that's whimsical enough for the Harry Potter universe. I think he's like an even more annoying Dolby. Right? Dolby and his his less annoying brother, Stymie. He's just cranky. That's all Stymie is. He's not weirdly sycophantic. <laughs> Dolby is so weird. Dolby creeps me out. All right, everybody. Well, go watch some Harry Potter or grab a copy of Quirkle. Uh, either way, we'll be happy. And uh, we hope you enjoy this one. Definitely recommend. It's a really good game. Really, really affordable, um, easy to access, and I think um, anyone should should pick this one up. And if you like the structure, there are tons of other ways to play it, whether it's the rummy, the straight-up card game, the cubes. Uh, I'm sure they'll come out with more because this continues to seem to be a um, a popular game uh, that, that people are discovering even t- still today. So check out Quirkle and uh, Quicks, for that matter. Two QW games that are really good, so <laughs> check out them both. <laughs> All right. Well, you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways if you'd like to. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing, what you think of uh, the games we've reviewed, if you have some opinions about them, or if you have some suggestions for other games we could review. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We hope you're all getting some games played. Now in the uh, winter of our discontent, (laughs) but hopefully the bright lights are shining as things are opening up soon and people can get out more and play games while they're out and about. So thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye.